Hello everybody, this is Jules and before we begin, I would like to say a few things regarding this wonderful podcast. This is a project that I have been thinking about since 2019 and it's only now that I have managed to get it going. So I do appreciate that you're taking the time to give it a listen. I want to take this opportunity to thank the Creative Caravan that has supported me in the production of this podcast. Also, a very big thanks to each of my guests who allowed themselves to trust me with their stories and helped me in creating a space where people can feel like they can relate to one another, learn from one another, and find a sense of belonging. Enjoy! Welcome to So This Is Love, a podcast about love, the loss of love, heartbreak, and the meeting of self. We share stories on how the relationships we once had teach us about who we are and define who we become. And maybe through these stories, we can answer that age-old question. Is it better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all? So, this is love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of So This Is Love. First and foremost, I just want to thank everybody for the amazing support that we've had so far in the year 2022 and it's year 2023. I think the support has been overwhelming. I'm getting more and more of my followers, our followers on this podcast, requesting to be a part of the podcast um, and sharing their stories. I'm so grateful for those who are even sending voice notes, just um, giving me words of encouragement. Uh, I think one of the biggest things for me is this podcast being a space where people can learn from one another um, through their experiences. Because I feel like when we're going through some sort of separations, we kind of, at that moment in time, we always feel like, why me? We feel like this situation is happening only to me. And it's through stories like this that we realize no matter your background, no matter your age, no matter your sexual orientation, how you grew up, where you live, there's something that ties us together. There's a commonality in terms of our humanity um, and our needs in relationships, not only romantic relationships. So for the overwhelming support, I just want to say thank you so much. It's been amazing. I love you guys and I feel it. I feel the love. I appreciate it. Today's episode um, is a really special one because we are talking to somebody who is one of my, <laughs> look at her face, who is one of our followers. Um she sent me a message saying that she would like to be a part of this podcast and share her story. Why it's so special is that she's visiting. She She's a Kenyan who lives abroad, so I was very happy that she's taking her time on holiday to record this podcast and share her story. So thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Her name is Roxy, not her real name, and she's here to talk to us about a relationship that she had with somebody that she has decided to call the doctor. The doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Roxy, to the podcast. Thank you. I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> You're here, babe. I am. We're doing the thing. I guess so. Let's do it. So I want you to take us to the beginning. Mm -hmm. You and the doctor. Yes. Roxy meets doctor. Doctor meets Roxy. Mm -hmm. How did it go? So um, it's going to start with a friend of mine. Uh, this friend of mine has been close to me for forever. Um, so she calls me. She says, oh, my God, I met this guy. And he took me out on a date and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you got a man, girl. Yes. And then 
know, she tells me, one day you're going to meet him and blah, blah, blah. So I say, okay, cool. Whenever, you know, it happens, it happens. So she calls me up. We're in school. She says, oh, you remember the guy I told you about? He's here. I said, okay, let's see him. I saw him unremarkable. I didn't think he was handsome. I didn't think he was interesting or funny or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I sat down. We had like a conversation and still unremarkable. Didn't see anything special. He was dressed really weird. I was like, ew. <laughs> so um, after this, uh, the friend, the mutual friend, uh, wanted to go home. She didn't have a ride. Her sister wanted was not going to pick her up. So she asked the doctor to drop her off. I said, can I go with you guys? I said, yeah. And then I said, ooh, can I drive? Because I was just learning how to drive. Mm-hmm. So he said, oh, yeah, sure, no worries. It was his car. Yeah, it was his car. And I was like, okay, yay. I get the chance to learn how to drive more, I guess. So we walk out, and I see, oh, shit, it's a Mercedes. I do not like these cars. They're very heavy. Um, I was like, oh, damn. Do I really need to drive now? <laughs> I don't like this car. He says, yeah, just go ahead. See, you're learning. Mm. It's fine. You do your thing. I was like, okay, cool. So we dropped my friend off, and then on the way back, we just start talking and talking and talking. Like, I think I told him my whole life story in this, like, trip to and from school. And then at the end of the day, we just exchanged contacts, and that's just how everything began. But I still think I remember, like, not being so impressed by him. He has a thick accent, Thick kissy accent. So <laughs> it's like, ugh, I don't. Ugh. And then he's he's not like tall. He's like almost the same height as me. So it's just like, uh, two to three days later, was talking on the phone, like two to three hours on the phone, video chatting. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I didn't like this guy. I don't like his look. What's happening? But he was very captivating. He can tell stories for days right and from the beginning to the end of the relationship we still kept this like speaking the two to three hours at a time yeah wasn't he um wasn't he having a wasn't he dating your friend apparently or, or, not. or, or, or what was that because so they met someone had set them up but they realized that they were not going to be anything okay they just decided to be friends i actually the reason why I was hesitant. I was very hesitant to talk to him was because of my friend. I was like, aren't you dating my friend or something? He's like, no, 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 no. We're not dating. And then she, I also asked her, is this your man or not? <laughs> and she says, nah, that's not my man. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. So from this point, um, it's two to three days later. We're talking, like I said, three hours on the phone and I'm like wow (laughs) I don't even like calls that much I don't so the conversations were lit um and then we decided to go out to a club I'd never been I'm not a club person never have been never will be wow (laughs) (laughs) can't relate (laughs) not a club person but I said okay let's go so we went he was really shocked at how well I can handle my liquor like really shocked like he was like <gasps> okay then <laughs> so the end of the night uh ended like we parked at some place looking at the stars and we're talking 
It was really good. And then he says, you know, I actually don't have any weak spots. Roxy says, you do not have what? Weak spots? I'm going to find them. Trust me. This is a challenge. I'm going to take it. So I decided, okay, I'm going to kiss this guy. But I started from his neck, went to his earlobe. You know what? <laughs> me, I, I, you know, I'm, I, but okay, so you were, at this point, the accent was not bothering you. No, it okay. wasn't. Okay, okay. I, I guess it just blended. Yeah. It, it just worked. Um, so I started kissing him from neck, earlobes, and then finally his lips. And then I think he held his breath. He couldn't breathe for a minute. And I'm like, did I do too much? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, wah. I'm like, what? He says, Oh, my God. And I think he was shaking, too. And I'm like, yeah, I'm that good. <laughs> so um, after the kiss, it's like you could see he, like, wanted me, like, so much more than he already did. Mm. And then at the end, of, like, he dropped me off at, like, 2 a.m. at the dorm. I live at the dorm at school. So he dropped me up at, like, 2 a.m. And then he's like, um, I need to see you again. How old were you? I was 23 at the time. Mm -hmm. So he says, I need to see you again. I'm like, sure, call me, text me, whatever. Is he a student as well? He was. Okay. He was a student. So basically this was like a young... He's not a young guy. Okay, he's not a young guy. He's just older, still in school, but... Yeah. Okay. He just uh, got into the nursing program as well. Oh, I see. Actually just starting and I was in the nursing program. Yeah. Drop me off. I said, call me, text me, whatever. And he did. Like, a week later, <laughs> he said, I'm going to drive to you. He lived 40 minutes away. And he says, I'm coming to pick you up. It was like a school day, maybe Thursday, Wednesday. Um, he says, are you okay if I come to pick you up? And it's like nighttime. So I'm like, okay, 40 minutes? You're going to drive at night? Cool. Yeah. Pick me up. He picks me up. I've never slept over at anyone's, ever. Um, I didn't know what to bring. I knew I had to have a toothbrush at least and like a change of clothes, but it was new and I didn't know what to do or what, I don't know, I didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. So he takes me over to his place, nice place, very clean, very organized. I was like, ooh, okay, you were getting more attractive by the day. Um so that was our first night together, and I remember being mind-blown. You mean first night, like first night together, together? Okay. Together, I. together. And by the way, you know, 40, but I, I would think if you're in America, 40 minutes is not too far. Um, For me, it is. Yeah, because people drive yeah. um, like from almost state to state mm -hmm. for work. Do, if it's do. like a 40-minute drive. Yeah. But 40 minutes was like a lot for me because no, nobody's going to drive... 40 minutes like here maybe mm. or they'll take a bus and another bus and another bus I guess but driving 40 minutes to me was a big deal nobody's ever done that so I was like oh damn <laughs> he's really into me that first night mind-blowing I was like okay I guess we're doing this so that first night like was the beginning beginning of our official relationship mm -hmm. I was like okay cool I'd never been in such a relationship before. Um, I've only with, been with people who are like, oh, ule ni mtu wangu. That's it. 
like not officially my girlfriend, like would introduce me as their girlfriend type of thing. I'd never been in one of those. I'd never been in the relationship, the kind of relationship where I sleep over. Or it's just like a booty call. I've never been. No. So um, after this point, you know, we're in the relationship. It's babe. We're going out on dates. He's picking up, pick, picking me up at school. He was doing online classes at the time. So he's picking me up at school or when I need him at school, he's like there. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have a boyfriend, guys. <laughs> I have a boyfriend. Don't talk to me, y'all. And he drives a Mercedes, okay? <laughs> so that happened. Um, so one of the things, the first time he asked me if I, like, loved him, we'd gotten into some car trouble. He came to pick me up at the hospital. And then his car wouldn't start. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so we're st- we're stuck. We call a tow truck and all these things. And then after all that, the whole thing, he couldn't drive home. So he had to sleep over at my dorm. That was very embarrassing because the dorm's, like, very tiny, very tiny bed. And yikes. So um, he decided to sleep over. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. No worries. You can sleep over. It's fine. And then he asked me. Can I ask you something? Like, yeah. Do you love me? I was like, um, it's hard to say because I don't really know you that well yet. So I'm not going to say that I love you. I'm going to say I love you when I mean it. Yeah. Right now, I'm not going to I'm not going to be one of those girls. Oh yeah, I love you, babe. You're my boyfriend. No, I'm not. I don't do that. I should love you. I should. <laughs> I should, but not yet. I don't know you that well yet, so I'm not going to say I love you until I mean it. And he says, okay, cool. So after this, we're still doing fine. But it got to a point where I started getting depressed. School was getting really hard. And I missed my son so much. And I was like, I can't do this. And then he's like, talk to me. Tell me how you're feeling. And I'm like, I can't say exactly what I feel. Because I don't even know how to describe this to you. He says, you know, if our relationship is good, then you should be good. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. I think if I'm good, then, and you're good, then we're both good, then the relationship is good. So he didn't understand that concept. And then plus, um, when I'm feeling that depression, I want to be alone. I don't want to talk to anyone. I want my phone off. I want no contact with anyone. I just want to sit with my thoughts and my feelings and all these things, and he didn't understand that. So this led to our first breakup, um, maybe two to three months in. He says, I can't handle this. Um, your depression, it's too much. I can't. And you don't like talking to me. You don't like talking about what you're feeling and all these things. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I really have to deal with my feelings before I can deal with a relationship. That's what I think should happen. So he says, um, no, I can't deal with this. And it was a whole sh- big deal. He brought all my stuff from his place. I gave him his stuff. And, you know, it was over. But And then I blocked him everywhere. Social media everywhere. And then he did the same. I was so mad. I was like, girls do this. We block you guys. Why are you blocking me? I'm supposed to be blocking you, Okay. So I got really pissed 
school still was not going well. Um, missing my son was not like something I could handle at the time. I didn't have the best coping skills at the time. So um, it just was over and I was angry because I still could see him at school and he was still hanging out with our friends and I can't hang out with him and our friends without feeling like I want to like fight him. Mm. Um, could I just ask you about your mental health? Is it something that you um, had been struggling with yes. on and off or how, how, how was that? I'm gonna how say, has it been for you? Yeah, I'm going to say I've struggled with my mental health since I was a teenager. Okay. Um, I didn't know it at the time yet, but now after all these years, now I knew like I had a lot of struggle. Mm. So, and even before I moved from Kenya, I knew I needed to see a therapist. Like I knew in my heart of hearts, I needed to see a therapist. And I'd spoken to my dad about this multiple times. And he said, yeah, you do need to see a therapist. And my dad is a therapist too. Okay. So, yeah. And I think I'm very aware of my feelings and my emotions. So I know like when I'm down, I'm in the pits. I'm darkness everywhere. So anyway, school wasn't going well. I'm missing my son. I've just broken up with this guy or he's broken up with me and I'm still seeing him at school and he's still posting like nothing's happened, like nothing's going on with him. Like he's just cool. A month later, I think I reached out. I think I reached out. And then he says, okay, let's meet. So we go out to another club date. <laughs> at the end of the night, we're already back together. Like, he says, I missed you so much. Like, I don't know how to tell you, but I missed you so, so much. And I was like, okay, I missed you too, babe. So we got back together. And then it was time for me to come home like I always do. Every year in December, drives me to the airport. Good. Um, we had a fight because he wanted to call me every single second of every day when I was visiting home and I'm with family and friends. And I'm like, hey, we can't keep doing this. You've got to trust me. It seemed as if he didn't trust me enough. So he doesn't know this, but I did cheat on him that time because he was just way too much in my space at that time. And I cheated on him with my baby daddy. So, so for, con for context, mm -hmm. um, your, um, you said you missed your son. I did. It's because you don't live with your son at the I moment. Don't. Yeah, don't. yeah. But you just brought up your baby daddy. Yes, I did. That was a complicated relationship. That's all I have to say about that. It was very complicated. Um, but when I came home, during those first years of me coming home, we would see each other and be all up in each other. Mm. It was weird and toxic and all these things. So that time, I did cheat on the doctor, and he still doesn't know about it. I lied to my teeth about it. But he felt like something was wrong, and he felt that I was lying to him, which also actually led to the second breakup, which was the final breakup. Well, not the final one, but the final, like, official breakup. <sighs> I went back to the States after being home. He picked me up at the airport and all these things. Um, but like two weeks in, three weeks in, he says, I can't do this anymore. Um, I think we need a break. I was like, okay, I guess. 
it was a week to Valentine's and he was going to be my first ever Valentine. So I've never forgiven him for that. Um, yeah, but he decided to break up with me. It was actually also fueled by my mom. She sent some messages saying, oh, I don't think this is the right guy for you and blah, blah, blah. And then he saw the messages and then, you know, he says, you know, if your parents are against our relationship, I don't think we can keep going. I said, are you going to break up with me because of my mom? Like, this is a relationship between the two of us, not the three of us or even my parents. They're going to have to accept my relationship if I want it. If this is the relationship that's going to, like, be my marriage. Mm. I would want them to support me. And right now, yes, they're not supporting it for whatever reason. Maybe they think that I'm going to get pregnant again. But I was I, it was really bad because now that sent me into another spiral. Um, it was some dark, dark days. I didn't block him this time, so I could see everything he was posting. And from what he was posting, it's pictures outside his house. So I knew definitely there was someone else immediately after we broke up. Like a week later, he's posting pictures that I've never seen that I'm not the one who took. So I was like, okay, so he's already sleeping with someone else. Why? Did he not love me enough? Did he already have this person while we were in the relationship? Did he cheat on me too? Like there was all these questions. And I'm like, bro, this is really messed up. Did you feel any remorse or guilt for the cheating? Cheating on him while you were here. Yes. While he was he was tripping. Yeah. Then maybe it kind of I don't know if it pushed you to to do it, but you you have your reasons. Yeah. Yeah, but how did you like? Did and you feel how did you feel after that? I still feel gu- guilty because he doesn't know, but I do still feel guilty about cheating on him for sure are you still in love with your baby daddy no i'm not okay i was at the time i had complicated feelings for him but not like in love in love with him it was just you know those people you grow up with and they're your best friend and then you have a baby that's just what it is Mm. um and i thought he was gonna be the love of my life and we would get married and have another whole load of kids but that's not what happened right and there was a lot of toxicity in that one too and it wasn't like an, a, a relationship an official relationship or anything so that one was over mm. and i was trying to not screw up this, this one, one and i still screwed it up now with all that said i know i messed up in that relationship but he is also a very big narcissist the doctor (laughs) so we've broken up yeah it's done he's posting pictures i know he's sleeping with other people i don't know them don't care to know them um but i still need him because he's like one of the few people that i know around that are kenyan that can help me if anything happened to me or if I needed to do something. So post-breakup, I needed to buy a car. And he was the only person I trusted to like help me get this car. So, yeah. I texted him. I'm like, hey, I need your help. <laughs> but I need you to take me to buy this car. And I need you to check it out because my dad's not here. So you need to check it out for me. And then report to him. And then, you know, buy this mm, car. Mm. 
And then I, I remember that was the beginning of like now the on and offs. Um, after we bought the car, everything was all peachy. We were talking, we're texting again, we're calling again. The three hour phone calls. Oh, bliss, bliss. But he didn't want to get back together. He made it clear when we got back together the first time that if we broke up again, we would never get back together. But he was fine with having sex. We had like the on and offs. But I would still like want him to be my guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to share him at all. I wanted him to be mine and mine alone. So I'd be like, you better not be sleeping with nobody else because I'm a whoop your ass if you do. Um, but he would be like, no, since you're the only one that's here, you're mine for now, but not mine, mine. Um, with this relationship, he made it clear that I wasn't grown enough. I wasn't mature enough. And he was teaching me a lot about relationships and life in general. It got to the point where I took all he said, all his advice like, it would sustain me. It would give me life. I didn't gr- take anything he said with a grain of salt, which is what you should do. Just take everything everyone says with a grain of salt. You can't just agree with everything ev- ev- yeah, you know, everyone says. Mm-hmm. Um, so anytime I would think about something or do something, it would be like, what would the doctor say? What would the doctor do? Like that, that was like what was running through my mind. And I realized I lost myself so much because now he was the only voice that was ringing in my head. It wasn't my own anymore. Mm. But then I still really wanted him to just say, come back to me or let's get back together. It really pissed me off when I would ask him, and then he would say, I'm just protecting you. I'm protecting you from myself because I know I'm not a good guy and you deserve someone else. You deserve, you deserve someone better and all these things. And I'm like, no, but I want you. <sighs> then he says, no, we can't get back together. And he, this was what he would say. But was this his energy... Before the breakups? No. Mm. This wasn't it. Um, I saw his heartless self after breakup. Like, he did not give a shit. He, I would say some stuff, and he would be like, you know what? No. Or if I would, like, ask him to do something for me, he would be like, nah, I'm not doing it. Versus when I would ask him to do anything for me before breakup, he would do anything for me. But then he wasn't doing whatever I asked of him post-breakup, but I would do everything he asked of me because I really wanted him back. Yeah. I, like I said, I'd never been in such a relationship before. so And I didn't even know how to handle it at the time. So um, I did everything to try to get him back. Like, if he wanted the sex, I'll, I'm there. You want me to cook for you, baby? I'm there. You want me to do your laundry? I'm there. Um, but he wasn't having it. He wasn't like moved by anything that I did to try to get him back. Like I'd buy him gifts and I'm broke at the time. I'm a student, but I'm spending all my money, (laughs) all my money, my emotion, everything. I was just pouring it towards him, but it wasn't reciprocated. And I, I wasn't, 
aware enough to know that I needed to just jump ship and just, you know, end, the, I guess, the sexual relationship and just be done. I guess even with him personally, mm. I wasn't aware enough for all of that. It got to a point where now I moved from the place where I lived to my dad's. And at that time, I remember because I moved. Your dad was also abroad? Yes, my mm. dad is also abroad. So I moved back to my dad's and um, we were still talking, but, you know, we're not in the same geographical area. It, it would take a flight for me to get to where he was. Right. So it was over, essentially. Um, but we, we would still talk the two to three hour phone calls and all these things. And I was having fun and I knew he was having fun on his end. Um, but I decided to move back again, and he was also partially the reason why I moved back, and when I got there, he'd caught up to me school-wise, because I took a break from school, mm. so he had caught up to where I was now, so now we're in the same class, we're seeing each other every day at school and at the hospital, we're both, you know, aspiring nurses, so... We're in each other's way, completely cannot avoid each other. And now we're even studying together because we're, you know, trying to pass. Mm -hmm. um, so the year 2022 was very much, we were very much together. Like if we're not in class together, we're outside studying. And if we're not studying, we're at his place um, watching something or winding down because nursing school is very stressful. Um but then there would still be there would still be those conversations of like let's just get back into our relationship. Me bringing it up, let's just get back into our relationship. We're all already like always together, dude. Like why don't we just do this? Let's get back together. He's like nah. <laughs> Every time would be like nah. And I remember seeing a um, a reel or something on Instagram saying, "Don't let a man show you more than once that he doesn't want you." Mm. And I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And it's it's like those... Oof. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get it at the time, but now definitely I do. And it was, at the time, it's booty call. Hey, I want you to come over. Cool. I'm over. Okay. So I come over. I expect to spend the night because uh, I feel like this is my man, but he's mm -hmm. really not my man. And like midnight, one o'clock, he's like, you need to go. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> What do you mean? Need to go? Why? I can just sleep over and wake up and go. He's like, no. So I would start compensating. If I see like our relationship is falling through the cracks, I would start compensating. I'd be like, mm. you know, let me, let me just, let me ask for the sex. Even if I don't want it, let yeah. me ask for the sex so that, you know, he can want me again. Mm. And it never worked. It never worked. And at this point, he has a girlfriend. Oh. Yes. Who's living somewhere else, very far from where we live. Um, but even that didn't stop me. And it didn't stop him either. Right. Oh, so you had awareness. I had awareness. Of his girlfriend. Of a person. Right. He would never admit that this is his girlfriend. Right. But... The chick is his girlfriend, mm. completely. Like, I know for a fact that this girl is the girlfriend. 
Definitely. Like, he, he wants control over a relationship, like, really badly. Mm. So, if he says this, you have to do this. If he says this is the relation, the way the relationship is going to go, you have to do it. You can't just have a mind of your own, basically. You cannot have an opinion. He says women don't have opinions. Um, and that pisses me off. <laughs> he is the kind of guy who will say... You know, a woman belongs in the kitchen and all these things. But he never used to be that way when we were in a relationship. That is what, like, was so wild to me. When we were in a relationship, he would cook for me all the time. All the time. Because he knew I was nervous as hell to be in a, in a kitchen. But now post-breakup, he's like, oh, all these things. He became a completely different person. Mm that I didn't recognize. Now he's not cooking for women, women being me. He's not taking women anywhere. He's not basically listening to any opinion that I have. When I started to say things or brought up an opinion that I had, he would shut me down and make me feel stupid. If I talked to someone else, they would be like, oh, I see your point. I see where you're going with your train of thought. But with him... Everything I said, he shot down. And I would feel like, damn, am I really that dumb? <laughs> the other thing that he hates about me is that I feel everything that comes my way. I feel everything with everything that I've got. Like all my cells and my hair and my nails, everything. If something happened to me, a curveball was th thrown my way, I feel it with all of me. And he hates that. He doesn't like emotion. Like, if I just, my face changed, I got sad about something, that's it for him. He shuts down as well, and he'll just not talk to me until I'm in a better mood. He, he said one time that it doesn't even feel like three years anymore. It feels like six years because of how much he's had to deal with from me because of the emotionality of, my, of I guess, Roxy, basically. He would make me feel stupid all the time he showed me all the time how much he didn't want me he wanted me very much in bite-sized pieces and I, when i told him this he, he got so angry and i don't even understand why because it was true he wants me in bite-sized pieces he wants me when i'm happy or when i'm excited or when things are going well for me so that my emotions can be you know high-spirited but when i'm sad and depressed he doesn't want to deal with me at all or when he's going through a thing, he doesn't want to talk to me about it. But when I'm going through a thing, he wants me to talk to him about it so he can shut me down. The doctor um, and I, it, it, it kept going. And he decided he was going to move after school. At first he had said, oh, I'm going to stay until, you know, after we get our licenses and start practicing, you know, get some experience and then I can move. And then immediately he says, you know what, I've changed my mind, I'm moving. And almost immediately he started selling things. He decided he was going to move completely. Like he sold most of his stuff. He gave some stuff to me, gave some stuff to other people. Um, and on the last day of school, he says, okay, I guess that's it then. Goodbye. But I wanted one last I guess six. <laughs> one yeah, last, one last, last hookup. Just one last hookup. <laughs> just one. Let's do it. And it, it if it, it almost felt forced, it's like mm. he, he was doing it out of like. Eh, yeah. 
uniondoke hivo so i wanted one and it did happen <laughs> and then i found out i was pregnant after that and i think that's when i told him i was pregnant that's the last time he talked to me he says no masana be safe though yeah i don't even know what to say cuz he's gone he's not in the same state now where that i say i stay at there's no way we can com- co-parent the decision was really tough like i cannot put myself and the baby through co-parenting with him and so i decided to get rid of it it was like really tough but i knew it was the best decision for me and even for the baby that i lost now um because i don't think i could have put him or her through co-parenting with that guy no he knew and he had said constantly throughout the 3 years that he doesn't want kids with me he said it multiple times and so taking that into consideration i decided you know what it's not worth it acha tusisumbuane let it just be over i guess nimeambiwa no masana and he never spoke to me again and what else do i do i do have a therapist i've you know talked to him he's helped me with my mental health and all these things so i think him moving states is going to be essentially way better for me because now i'm going to be able to move on finally because he, with him being there even if i tried to talk to someone or try to get into a relationship with someone else he would maneuver his way into my life again and make it so that I'll stop talking to the new guy and just go back to him. He wanted me but he didn't want me. Mm. I'm not in a bad space. Uh I think the relationship ran its course. It's over. But it did teach me like a lot. A lot. Like I said, don't let a man show you more than once that he doesn't want you and actually a quote from you when you are on man talk mm-hmm. there's no amount of love that you can love a somebody to make them love you back love you back yeah. if they're done they're done if they're done they're done so i was doing so much of that over the course of the last three years that i completely lost who i was and regaining that person is actually really exciting to me now regaining who roxy is mm-hmm. is the prospect of now finding me is very exciting to me um there's this other thing that malcolm x said um whatever you do not hate you will tolerate um he what i took away from that was like so i didn't hate this guy i hated his behavior I wanted to get back with him but I kind of didn't because I knew what kind of a person he was. I knew Tutasumbuana even when it came to kids or marriage because he doesn't even want to get married. He says, you know, it's pointless and all these things and I want to get married. Um so I tolerated him for so long that I lost everything that I held dear to my heart. How do you think you contributed to the breakdown of this relationship the contribution for me was first of all the infidelity um me 
not completely being honest with him about me being, you know, the one who cheated. Um, also, because I wasn't so self-aware at the time mm. of our relationship, I wasn't mature enough for that kind of relationship that it was. I think if I had been more self-aware, uh, more able to deal with my depression, um, my anxiety, and, you know, the other thing is, I was actually really insecure. So I'd be like, why do you want me? I would. I thought that something was wrong with him for wanting me because I didn't love myself enough. Mm. And he would tell me, Sasa kama ujipendi minta kupenda aji. Like, you will not understand how much I love you because you don't love you. So you need to figure that out. And I was like, I... I don't know how to love me. I, I don't understand how you could possibly love me. And I would question his love so much. I think that's ultimately the reason why he left me. Even if he gave me like other to micro micro reasons, that mostly was the reason why the relationship ended. Because I didn't show myself love. The insecurity is like the biggest thing I contributed that contributed to the breakdown of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think questioning his love a lot and um, quite often made him be like, Sasa, why are we together if you don't believe that I love you? Mm. Yeah. Is your mental health um, something that you need to be maybe forthright about in relationships so people can understand? Because, you know, I think there's some people who... Uh, there's somebody I sat across from once and they were like, I don't understand why anyone needs to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. And this is a person I could see who was dealing with some sort of trauma right. and addiction mm -hmm. with alcohol. Right. Um, yeah, so sometimes I feel like you, I, I would never be able to partner mm -hmm. with somebody who is so backward in their thinking right. kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, so... Um, I do think that my mental health is something that's very important. Now I say it outright. Like I say, I'm in therapy. I'm in therapy because of one, two, three. I have loads of abandonment issues and childhood trauma and all these things that have happened to me since like the way beginning of my story. So now when I meet someone, I say I'm in therapy. I struggle with depression and anxiety. Um, and some days I, I, I get like really depressed and I'm so in such a dark place that I cannot come out of it until, I don't know, a miracle happens. Like I have to like, it takes so much for me to pull myself out of that um, depression. So yeah, um, I think that's a thing that now my now partners, I guess, will have to know from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is... Are, are some of your takeaways from the breakdown of this relationship that you can use or are going to use in your future relationships and or your personal development? Honestly, I think my biggest takeaway was to love me first mm. before I can even decide to get into any kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. Show myself all the love that I'm willing to show people because... Anyone that's in my life can tell you, like, I love hard, very hard. So I can't stop thinking about the chapels. I'm <laughs> exactly. like, she can cook chapels. Yes. And you're not going to take her back? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, now I want chapel. <laughs> yeah. So 
I decided that I am the best project that I can undertake. So I decided, okay, let's start slow. Let's start with like a bit of shopping. Get yourself some good clothes, girl, some shoes, get your hair done, get your nails done, whatever. Yeah. Um, I like jewelry, so I buy myself jewelry very often. Um, so yeah, my biggest takeaway was that, you know, love yourself first. And then the other one was what I've kept saying the entire time. Don't let anyone, not even just a man, anyone show you that they don't want you in their lives. Yeah, even friends. Yes. Oh anyone, my God. Anyone. Even family. Even family. Oh, yeah. 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 Cause oh, I could tell you some stories, but, um, don't let anyone show you that they don't want you more than one time. Like, you can go to the second time, but that's it. You should just know when to walk away. Mm. And that's, I think, one of the things that many people struggle with, knowing when to, like, leave and just get away from the table and just walk out. Wow. I think, for me, you're, it sounds like you're on a very good journey of self-love mm-hmm. and, and personal discovery. Mm-hmm. And what this relationship did was basically trigger that and or force you to look inward. Oh, yeah. And I'm happy that you did that rather than let it sink you down. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happens when there's a painful separation. Sometimes people, I feel like everything has a lesson in it. Mm-hmm. In every pain, there's a lesson. So it sounds like you're on a, on a journey of self-love and self-discovery. Yeah. And I wish you all the best with that, Thank Roxy. You. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your story. Thank you for letting me. If you have liked this episode, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. You can also share this podcast with a friend or two and follow us on our Instagram at so this is love underscore podcast. If you would like to be a part of this podcast, you can also reach us via direct message on our Instagram. This is Jules. See you next time.